another edition of the C.J. McCollum Show. I am currently in the city that never sleeps, the state that everyone matriculates to for fun. I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, it's currently, I don't know, 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. And we are coming off a, a good win over a good team on the road in a playoff-like atmosphere. And I am about three hours away from a massage Four hours away from blackjack and roulette. Five hours away from who knows what's next. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and we are here. Uh, excited to talk about the in-season tournament, Cassidy. I know you have covered the games. You've watched the games. Do you believe that the in-season tournament has been a success from your eyes? I mean, maybe not as much as you do sitting where you are, you know, an hour away from a massage and who knows what's next. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Okay. Don't think I'm not going to jump on that a little bit later, but, um, yes, absolutely. Um, last night was like, if you needed more evidence, um, I tweeted this out, like you can't deny it. It, this tournament just feels different last night. First game. When you had the Pacers bench, like basically storming the court before the game was done, it, you felt it. It was not, you know, like a playoff atmosphere. It was a playoff atmosphere. And you felt it also in, in Sacramento, um, you know, watching that game. Like that game started off, it's almost as if that whole crowd was watching what happened in Indy and carried over the energy to the start of that game, which you guys quickly flipped the script on them and was like, Okay, you may get out to a hot start, but uh, we were not worried, as as Zion, uh, you know, said post game. How do you feel playing in it now? You know, we we've mentioned this many times on the pod so far. Two years of planning as the president of Players Association. Your idea to to you know bring the teams to Vegas, suggesting that Vegas was a perfect destination for this this tournament to end. You're now in Vegas getting ready for the semifinals and then finals later this weekend. How do you feel, um, you know, as someone who's been a part of the planning uh, about the success so far? Yeah, I think it's gone better than anticipated. And we, we probably weren't sure what the outcome would be, how it would be perceived, what it would look like, the groups, the scheduling, the competition, the fan support, the player participation. We weren't sure what that would all look like, but what we're seeing is that NBA players do care. NBA players do compete at a high level. We do take all 82 games seriously. And when you change the color of the court to give us some cool jerseys, uh, I think all of those things kind of impact how the game is being perceived. It's obvious from a casual fan's perspective that they can see that there's something different about these games. Um, the day that it's played, the jerseys, all of those things are kind of subconsciously uh, allowing you to know that like, yo, this is different. And then you're seeing it uh, with your own eyes. I think the play has just been outstanding in general, this entire season, not just in the in-season tournament, but the play in general on like a random Monday, like the games are competitive. They're good. There's a lot of quality teams throughout both conferences that may have, may not have historically been great. Right. You look at the last 10 years, the changes in some of these teams, the rosters, the coaches, the organizations, um, we'll obviously get into the Rockets, but you look at each team um, throughout these conferences and the regular season records are what they are, but these in-season tournament records, you know, the Pacers being undefeated in the in-season tournament in like six and eight and games outside of that, it just shows you that 
one game is a lot different than playing a series. One game on your home floor really matters, right? Because the energy, how well role players play, all those things impact it. And I think for us, the money is great. You know, all those things are cool. But I think the experience for young teams and teams in general and being able to play in playoff atmospheres, us being, you know, in Sacramento, you know, them ringing the bell and lighting the beam and doing all that stuff, um, you get to see what it's like to get punched in the mouth early in a game, have to withstand runs, have to execute down the stretch and kind of go through those things. And I think that experience is going to pay dividends for a lot of our teams um, later on in the season. And it's cool to make a couple extra dollars too and be able to play a little bit of blackjack and be able to go out oh. to eat with the homies. Yeah. I mean, how, how much, like, have you heard conversations about the, the, the money prize? Like how um, much has $500,000 come up in conversation recently? Daily, you know, for us, it started with the 50 racks, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, this is for 50 racks. Now this is for the 100. Now we got the 100. You know, I got two kids, so I'm just thinking about the future of whether or not we're going to have to put them through school, what that looks like. Christmas um, is coming up. Christmas diapers <laughs> Wait, are expensive. You, you got a diaper sponsorship. You don't, you don't get free I diapers? Do. I do oh, get free okay. diapers. You're right. But I just got shout that out, deal. So. Shout out Pampers. Pampers Swaddlers. Um, shout out Pampers Swaddlers. Um, <laughs> although Jacoby's 22 months now, we just finalized this partnership. So I did go 20 months, you know what I'm saying, with, without it. Right. But it's been very right. helpful since the addition to the family. And we all are very appreciative right. of them. But I Pampers, think in general. Uh, CJ McCollum show still needs a sponsor. <laughs> just letting mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you know, Pampers for adults too. You know, sometimes. <laughs> hey, because <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Moving on now, but no, I think it, I think the in season tournament has been a success. I think yes. the fans have enjoyed it, the players have enjoyed it, and the money does come up very often. Uh, we're one win away from a quarter million dollars, which is a nice, a nice chunk of change. Yeah, yeah, that's a car, like a car for a NBA nice players. <laughs> that's. Yeah. that's I, I know that's like that's, that's like a, that's a condo. That's a hundred cars, <laughs> but I'm just saying for NBA players, um, that's another car. Like that's like some people, you know, me included. When I said like, what is LeBron gonna do with five hundred thousand dollars? Like, and you know, you brought up how he's uh, famously, uh, you know, short with his money or um, what's a better financially word for responsible. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Um, but like, th- this is real money. And, you know, when we were kind of like criticizing the early stages, I love Steph's response. Like, it's really not that confusing if you actually just read it. And like, I think early on it was people found it to be cool to be like, I don't know what's going on. But if you actually like, you know, read the rules and kind of understood it, now that we've gone through it, I think people understand what's going on. So if the biggest criticism has been the courts that is easily fixable um and then the play the knockout round was the taste of like that excitement that um you know is obvious if you will and it only will increase from here and so i you know i i i'm excited to see how you guys do because it's 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 almost as if the timing has been worked out perfectly for you all. You know, you've been struggling with all of your injuries. You're finally, you know, healthy, knock on wood. Um, And I think on this stage, people are getting to see just how deep this Pelican squad team is. And it allows um, Willie Green to kind of play with your lineup and understand, like, like, how to use 
each and every bit of the talent on his roster in high stakes games, which you just didn't have last year in December. So how are you feeling about just, you know, what you guys displayed last night and what that means overall for your team? No, I feel great. Um, With this being my third game back and Trey's second game back, Jose's fourth game back, Najee, everybody's kind of returning at the right time. And I think for us, it's about putting together things that we've worked on historically um, from our summer work to the end of last season, being healthy-ish and coming into this year with Z, B.I., myself, being able to play more than, you know, 10 games together, being able to practice together. Uh, being able to build that camaraderie, but really just seeing how deep we are as a team, right? Like the bench changed the game uh, for us last night with their energy, their effort, uh, their pace. Um, It completely changed the game. We have so many different lineups we can use with spacing, with defenders, with length. Obviously, JV is a load inside. BI is all world. Z creates double teams and triple teams. He's a magnet. And Herb has improved immensely. Like we have so many guys who are impacting games um, on both sides of the ball. And I think Last night was the first time where you've seen exactly what everybody has to offer in in moments, right? B.I., Herb, Trey, J.V., Jose, Najee, Dyson, myself. Um, You get to see moments where everybody contributes. And and that's without our Rook Hawkins, who's, um, you know, in the the running for Rookie of the Year. He doesn't Mm -hmm. play last night. That shows you how deep we are um, as a team. And I think for us, it's about... Everybody figuring out ways to contribute towards winning consistently and staying healthy, the sky's the limit. And I'm glad we were able to play in a game like last night where they hit shot after shot. We get down early and we have to respond. And it takes our bench and it takes different players playing well in moments for us to win. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you are into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Willie Green, he had a great post-game speech where he kind of like summed up just the feeling yeah. of, you know, advancing to the semifinals in Vegas. Um, let's just take a listen. Be proud and celebrate the fact that we're the first ever. This is the first time the NBA has had that. We got to celebrate the fact that this is the first time we're one of the first teams ever. They're going to talk about this for a long time. It don't matter. 
They put a game in front of us. We want to freaking win it. I don't know about y'all, but tomorrow I'll be at Javier's. So that's where you guys are going? You guys are going to Javier's? Is that what you're doing tonight? That's where Coach is going tonight. <laughs> um, he's going to be at Javier's. I think we're going to check out Zuma, probably Delilah. Um, What's your, what, are, what are your top five must-dos PG-rated in Vegas? I mean, I'm always PG rated. Um, <laughs> shout out to my two babies, uh, Marlo and uh, uh, Jacoby. But I think um, you almost forgot that one. I almost forgot Jacoby. <laughs> first, my firstborn, my, my handsome firstborn. But right. um, I told you she was going to take over. She's she's a beast, man. She's a beautiful <laughs> princess. But yes, um, Wally's. I'm a big Wally's guy. I love. I mean, they got some fire old fashions, but also like a really really extensive. Wine list. That's a oh yeah, a good See, that's place how you, to go you're, to. You're on some adult stuff. Yeah, you're going I'm, to... I'm adulting. Yeah, I'm adulting. I did a, I did a wine event for our team yesterday in Sacramento after the game at Ballerine. Um, it's a Sonoma winery that has a tasting room by the arena, so we did that last night. And tonight we'll do Wally Zuma. I'll probably stop by Delilah, and then I'm a blackjack guy. I like blackjack oh. roulette. Um, I'll play some blackjack, play some roulette. Um, blackjack um, gets me all stressed out. Because I'm not a good blackjack player, and if you sit down at a table and if you mess up the flow, then like I, I just it's not good for my anxiety. Because like people do you play tap. by the book? Do you play by the book, or do you just freestyle? See, this is the reason why you don't want me sitting at your uh, blackjack table. Because I'm a very basic like you get the cards to twenty one, right? I just you know that's so how. you you hit on sixteen. See with that. I want time to decide if I want to hit on 16. That's what I'm saying. So I couldn't play with okay? you. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I can't play blackjack and why I don't play blackjack. Uh, I do um, roulette, and that's a stupid game. What's your go-to? We'll put it all on black, put it all on red, odd, yes, even. You do numbers. Yes. So the first time I ever played roulette was with my best friend, Diana Rossini, who covers the NFL. And she taught me... Just to like how like how it went because I never gambled because that's not my thing. Um, and that night I like hit four times in a row on like wow. I just was doing black above twenty above fifteen and I would just gotcha. like put it all over and I and I won like a th- I mean, this doesn't sound like a lot to you but for me it was a lot I won a thousand dollars like in. No, uh, like a 10 minute span and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And so I was like, so I guess roulette's my game. So whenever I'm at summer league, I play maybe, maybe, you know, 15 minutes worth spread across <laughs> the week roulette. of roulette. And that's it. Because otherwise I'm just, I'm like a child when it comes to gambling. I'm like, why? I'll give you $5. I need to go to like the penny slots. You know, like that's, I just, I can't do it. I can't, you know, I'm not on your level, but that, that's my game. And then what I like it in Vegas, I don't know. I'm always in, I'm always in summer league. So I'm always at games at night. So take so, me to pre summer league Vegas days. Um, I like the encore. Um, and I, I don't know, man. There's not like that was a long time ago. That was that was pre babies, pre summer league. Oh, that's I like six going years. to shows. Pre babies, pre babies, six yeah, years ago. I know, but that, I'm an entirely different person. Uh, I like going to shows. I liked I liked pool parties. Let's do it that way. I like pool oh, yeah. parties. You know, I wasn't really like a. 
nighttime person. The day parties are nice because it it it, it gives you time to recover for the next day. You can go oh, no, out no, during no. the day. The day party is it for me. You go, no, you no, you go out to your day party, and the day party stretches to you know early evening. You have dinner, you go to sleep. See, this is see. I mean, this is why you were behind. You know, the decision for everything to be in Vegas, end up in Vegas. Everyone should be thanking you. Um, I hope there should be a receiving line. That's all I'm saying. Everyone's talking about being in Vegas. Another person you'll be seeing for sure in Vegas is uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, he he showed out last night. Uh, first career triple-double. I don't know why that surprised me so much. Um but first career triple double, 26, 10, and 13, no turnovers as he's been, you know, proving to to do time and time again this year. Ridiculous stats with no turnovers. Um, as the Pacers beat the Celtics, uh, who a lot of people were favored to had favored to win the in-season tournament, especially after, you know, they pulled out all the stops to get in uh, against right. the Bulls. Uh, how tough though of a matchup are the Pacers going to be? Have you been watching them? What's been standing out to you about their play this year? Yeah, I've definitely been watching them. And I think the the key to them, the engine, is obviously Tyrese. But I think the speed, the pace they play at, their coach has done a tremendous job of improving the tempo, improving the cadence of pass-aheads, the cadence of pick-and-rolls, finding matchups. They, just, they continue to figure out ways to get better um, as the game progresses by – getting the ball in their best player's hands and trying to get a favorable matchup consistently. They got shooting. They got athleticism. They got a big that can pick and pop, but he can also roll, which gives them a lot of flexibility. And they got really good depth at the point guard position. I love their backup point guard. I love their two. I love their backup three. I love the way they all play together cohesively, and it, they're not fighting for the ball. They're they're allowing Therese to essentially be – Luca slash prime James Harden in terms of usage, in terms of pick and rolls, trusting him late in possessions. If they don't have anything, they get it back to him and kind of let him create. And he's he's proving why he's an all-star. He's proving why he's a very valuable player. And he's proving why he's going to make a lot of money. And the crazy part is Sacramento had him and Fox on the same team. And the trade was like best of both worlds, right? Fox was unleashed, unlocked. Mm-hmm. He gets yeah. a bonus. He gets a partner in, in pick and roll. And Therese gets to go get the ball in his hands consistently for, you know, 37 minutes or whatever he's playing per night. And he gets to play with an offensive genius in uh, his head coach. Well, he, he did um... – he did sign a max contract this this summer, but that, like to your point, it's only going to continue to grow. I mean, he is, he is, um, you know, primed and ready to become a, a big star in this league. And I think that's another aspect to this in season tournament um, is it's a perfect time for a, a budding star to kind of like take center stage um, and take advantage of this early season run. Um, and, you know, he may, you know, I'm sure you would like to take them down, um, but, you know, he's, he's, he's talking that talk and so far walking that walk. And mm-hmm. um, he, you know, they're undefeated so far. And I think, you know, he's certainly one of those players that is grabbing people's attention at this time. So 
we will see, you know, what happens with with the Pacers and, um, you know, how, how far they can go. Um, but, uh, they, you know, they, they're making they're making some noise that they're not a team you want to face as the season goes along, even after this tournament. Um, and, you know, they have an experienced coach, two, two experienced coaches. And, um, you know, Lloyd Pierce is uh, the first assistant there. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And speaking of coaches, did you did you see this story that kind of blew up? Of course you saw this story because uh, it involved LeBron. And anything that involves LeBron, um, you know, <laughs> is going to, you know, make a lot of headlines. Uh, but Ime Udelka, he got ejected from the Rockets-Lakers game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the audio got leaked, um, even even though both guys basically, you know, were saying that they were talking about Thanksgiving or nothing that important. But the alleged lip-reading or leaked video, Ime essentially was directing a comment where he said, stop playing soft or called inferred that that LeBron was soft, inferred that that LeBron was soft, um, along with some expletives. Um, basically there was another word and LeBron was like, you don't need to say that word. And he may responded with like, stop being soft, essentially. Um, let's go here first. Have you ever had like an opposing coach have that kind of interaction with you? Not from an opposing head coach, but we've definitely had a lot of back and forths with assistant coaches throughout my time. And, you know, I've definitely said some things I probably shouldn't have said to benches, players on benches, players in games, coaches on benches, coaches standing up. Um, And it's all a part of just being a competitor and competitive nature. And sometimes when you get excited and when you're competing at a high level, you say some things that may not be appropriate for listeners and for cameras and for kids. And I've been there and I've done that. And I think in this particular case, um, it's it's obvious that they said it at the wrong time because not only did they get picked up by the mic, the ref was literally right there watching, which is a, not a great strategy for trash talking if you want to really get away with it. And um, Ime was ejected. And I think, you know, Ime is a former NBA player. He's a competitor. He's from Portland, um, Oregon. And he is, or as it appears to be, very about that life. And LeBron, who's from where I'm from, right? you know, not far from Canton, Ohio, um, is not going to stand for disrespect or tolerate that. And, you know, that's two men who are having a grown man 
type conversation over a sport that they both love dearly that right. unfortunately may have gotten out of hand because the ref was a little too close and was able to hear it. And the ref handled it the way that he seen fit, which was to remove uh, Ime from the situation and give LeBron a technical. But as LeBron said, they were having candid conversations about Thanksgiving and just really just catching up over, you know, what their favorite sides are and how, although it's important to have entrees, you know, I mean, there's, there's nothing like the right sides. Look, I, all of you can look up the transcript. I mean, like it's... Uh, you, you get it. Uh, but do you feel, I mean, I don't even know. I, I don't know what I can, what you can and cannot say sometimes um, being the president of the Player Association. But I do feel like that ref inserted himself a little bit. Like it wasn't animated by any means. Oh, it um, was very calm, controlled. And that's yeah, a different correct. level of anger and control to be angry and just have your hands in your pocket and just say those things with a smirk. Well, but, but knowing, but understanding uh, Ime he, he like he's not afraid to call people like that was his whole that's the whole thing with Team USA and um you know with Kevin Durant is 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 take on an email with the Nets and you know with when he was with the Celtics like he like he gotten guys traces like he wasn't scared of guys and I don't know what his mo was other than what he said like stop playing like you know what or acting like you know what and LeBron didn't like it um. Mm-hmm. But they both were calm. And so I just don't – I didn't know if it felt necessary. Maybe it's the ref threw him out because he felt like as a coach, Ime shouldn't be trash-talking. But isn't trash-talking part of the game? Like how much are you trash-talking on a game-to-game basis? Now at 32, not much. It's more talking, maybe distracting players at the free throw line, little stuff like that, try to get them to miss. But it's more like – I hoop. I don't really say much. I might like make jokes with my teammates or like celebrate with my teammates, but I'm not at that stage anymore where I'm just talking trash. Unless it's somebody I know. Like if it's one of my friends, then I'm talking trash because it's funny. We can talk about it later. I can make fun of them or whatever. Uh, but if it's just somebody I don't know, like I'm not. I'm out here to, to get this win to try to embarrass you and go home and take care of my family. Like that's how I look at the game now. When I was younger, I was talking trash to everybody. I was telling the coaches to sit down. Like if I would shoot a three in the corner. And they would say, like, that's off. I would be like, sit the f- down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just right. being young and hooping in the league. Like, you're accomplishing your dream and your goal. Now it's like, I've been doing this for, like, a decade. So unless if somebody talks trash to me, I don't really say nothing. I used to talk first. Now it's more like, you got to engage me for conversation before I talk trash. Unless it's in practice. I talk trash in practice every day. But do you think it, it had something to do with that it was LeBron? That he got thrown out? Because what if no. he were... No, it definitely was not. That definitely was not it. Our referees don't move in that in okay, that in that right. way. They treat everybody the same. Okay. And I think Just like in I this said case, to look up the transcript, read between the lines here, because uh, I you think know. in this case, this is a unique case where we don't know if that's the first time that Amy spoke to Braun. That might have been the second time. The ref may have given him a warning or whatever. So I yeah. can't speak to. It looked like it was quick. It looked like it was a quick ejection, but we don't know what happened before that little 30 seconds or 45 seconds that that transpired. But if I was the ref, I might have let it go on a little longer just to kind of see what was going to happen because they didn't seem it didn't seem like tempers had flared to the point where you needed to separate them. That's what I'm saying. Might have gave like, them a warning like, yo, y'all got to chill out. Like I, enough. I had enough. Right. That's what I, that's that's all I'm saying. It's just like because it, to, to eject a head coach for that. Um, 
they weren't in, they weren't in each other's faces. They were near each other. Right. I just, I, you know, there've been a lot of, um, there've been a lot of quick ejections. Like I was at the, I, I covered the, um, uh, Boston, uh, Sixers game, uh, last Friday and Tatum, Tatum got ejected quickly in that game too. It just, I feel like, I mean, I know you can't speak to this either, but I feel like the refs are, um, there's a, there's a quick whistle these days. It's just not letting like a lot of, uh, tempers flaring where there's emotion in this game. There, there, there's, that's, that's part of the, it's always been, I mean, I don't even want to open up the, the Pandora's box of talking about the emotion of the nineties, um, which so many people will talk about like the heyday of the NBA. Um, so I just, I, I don't want like emotion to be taken out of, of this sport. Cause that's part of it. Um, you guys aren't robots. And right. so, you know, there's like a competitive nature. Um, but you know, what can you do? These, the refs have a, a very, very hard job. Um, they That's do. What... The refs' jobs are extremely hard. <laughs> it's go. a very uh-huh. tough position to be in. There I think, go. I think you it's a point. Of, all that. I think it's a point of emphasis this year for them to not allow things to escalate. And I think that's why we're getting a lot of quick, yeah. quick whistles. I think they're just trying to tighten things up early to kind of set a foundation and a precedent for how they want to move this year. I think they've allowed us to play a lot more freely um, in spurts where like, they just not calling fouls. Um, they let you play. And then there's times where they kind of tighten the game up. But I think last night's game was ref like a playoff game and you could feel it more physicality around the basket, more freedom of, of movement in terms of play on the perimeter, where you can get away a little bit more hand checking, um, and stuff like that. They, they allowed the players to decide the game. And I think that's what we all want as players and fans is you want to not notice the referees. That's when right. you know, they're doing their job really well. When you don't notice that they're out there. Um, that's the sign of a good crew where they're controlling the game in a way that it needs to be controlled. So it's not out of hand, but they're not dictating the outcome um, of the game. And I think as, as we can continue to get closer to that, I think that'll be great for our sport. I think there needs to be room for emotion. There needs to be room for celebration. If I dunk and I want to hang on the rim for a second, I should be able to do that. Like that's just how I feel. Right. But I think there's, there's certain plays in the game that need to be gone. Um, and we're getting closer to that consistently. All right. Well, you're in Vegas. You got a massage. You got dinner plans. You got post dinner drink plans. You got you got time before you you know even find out who you're playing in the in the semifinals. So um, why don't let's let you get to that? Um, you know, and very, enjoy. Very kind of you. I am. I'm going to get lots of rest. Because everyone sleeps so well in Vegas. I can't, you know, they, I, do you believe the myth that they pump oxygen into rooms? Because I fully believe it. They pump oxygen into the entire casino. It's, it's never, yeah. it's so fresh and it's, you, there's no windows outside of your room. There's no windows. You never know what time it is. And, you know, when I was younger, it's the last thing I'll say. I used to go to Vegas with my uh, Lehigh alums. We used to go like three times a summer. We'd go like three a, times. A, like I lived in Portland, so it was a quick flight. We'd go like right. Thursday to Thursday to Sunday or Thursday to Monday. Me and Dane would go uh, with with our friends. And Thursday night we'd work out Thursday, or maybe we'd go Friday. We'd do a Friday six a.m. workout. Then we take a, a Southwest flight. Middle we take the middle seat because it was you know more room. It was like a hundred. Y'all took a Southwest flight. Me and Dane used to fly Southwest all the time to Vegas, and we got pictures proof as NBA players. As NBA players, not only as NBA players, D had made over $100 million and he was in the middle seat with me. 
Um, <laughs> Wait, because you? Why did you pick the middle seat? Because Southwest, you pick your seat. Yeah, but the the exit row seat middle, like you have the extra leg room on Southwest. This is a trick. You get on, you you pay a little bit more to board early or whatever to get yes. get in the better group. But you get on first. You don't sit in the front. You go to the exit row because there's more room. The exit why row, did you sit in the in the middle seat? Because there's like two seats. So you got like you got the row of three, and then there's a row of two where you have the long legs. So as long as you sit by the row of two. You either like aisle or mid- you like aisle. There's an aisle middle row, and then there's a seat with two. So in this case, you know, we just we just ended up. I just ended up in the middle. You know what seat. also know has a lot more room? First class. It it does, but in this case, <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed the exit row. Long story I, short, I just want to know the out, Southwest Chronicles with you. I'll send you the picture. <laughs> we would go out for two nights, and then the third night, I fell asleep with my clothes on, fully dressed. I didn't make it out. And that was the sign. This was young, CJ. So now imagine how hard it is for me to go out now, um, 10 years later. It's extremely hard. And I have to take naps. And I'm more of a dinner drinks guy. And then I got to get I gotta get my sleep because this is crucial no baby time where mm-hmm. I miss my babies, but I have to utilize yes. this, this opportunity to sleep. Yes. I have to. Especially since Marco is a newborn. Margo God bless your wife. Yeah, she's a beast. She is a beast. <laughs> she runs the house and women run the world, and I'm so thankful for her. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, on that note, go have fun. Enjoy. I, I will. Happy birthday to your little one, and oh, thank you. Um, enjoy your week, and go Browns. Go Browns. Is that how we're ending this podcast? Yes. Okay. Go. Uh, go. go Browns. Just go. Bye. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.